0: Have you ever had the universality of all life breathed into the cosmos of your heart's soul? They called me Tonto Blanco, wise white one. I don't see race, but to the Aguaruna people of Peru, I was an outsider, stranger in a strange land. We broke bread, were their guests of honor, greeted with open arms. On the last night, finally, we drank our ayahuasca tea. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. My story might sound familiar. I grew up a brainwashed middle-class American kid. The labels are for lawyers. All of society wants you to live in a box. Follow orders, green light go, red light stop, license and registration please. Land that job you hate, grow a family, pay rent. Paper or plastic's a frame of mind, and freedom of choice is mantra blind. Hey, each their own, no judgment, it's your journey man. Before ayahuasca, I was in a bad way spiritually. I wasn't feeling most of my courses. Dad kicked me off the family plan. Our basis quit, and nowhere interesting was hiring. Nothing was vibing, like my karma just wouldn't gel. Maybe that's neither here or there, or anywhere. We traveled to a Peruvian village where Google Maps wouldn't load. We met the Aguaruna people. They were really dope. Their culture was awesome. But their poverty was out there third world. Back home in the States, you see poverty. Like homeless people sleeping under bridges or holding cardboard signs at freeway exits, tent cities shooting up drugs, but the odd poverty? Comparatively? It totally sucked. Even so, it didn't take me long to realize that poverty was no match with poverty in my soul. I mean, yeah, they didn't have clean water or healthcare, electricity, which was probably a drag, but they were in touch with the truth of the infinite. And they didn't need a gun to their head to, do on to others as they want it done on to themselves. We offered them some coin for the ayahuasca tea and their hospitality. Ayahuasca, no words. You just kind of try it. Only thing that sort of comes close is, on today's cast, you see like how these overlapping, infinite eternities are sort of ebbing and flowing and make absolutely no sense. Like, if our reality was way more complicated than people expect. And because truth is absolute love, and time is like a construct we use to convenience ourselves. Like, cause time is now, and was then, and will forever be. Society's limits and labels, like since Peru, I live my own truth universally, and every day. So far, got no complaints. Click, 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 click,
1: click, 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 Dana. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: feeling exhausted right now. Why? Because I read a lot of people asking a lot of questions that are basically the same question over and over again. And I feel like I've just been ravaged and banged around and stepped on and scraped and had its the jealousy monsters just like jowls in my face bad breath and jealousy jealousy you
1: think jealousy. jealousy would have good breath you think it would it doesn't though you've got it right in your face smells, i guess yeah
0: it smells like yeah raw fish and some kind of very sharp uh chemical that i can't pronounce his name like not polyethylene i think that's just a really great radio radiohead song yeah but <laughs> you know something that sounds kind of like polyethylene something that's some something on the back of a bleach, you know, ingredients of a bleach uh, cleaning product, you know? Yeah. It smells bad, and it's really exhausting because there's not really a good answer to uh,
1: defeat the jealousy monster, is there? Well, it doesn't really respond to logic. It's emotional. Right. It doesn't really follow, does it? No, it's it's not a good listener. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You could wag a a bone in front of its face or a boner in some cases. Yeah. And it might just, you know, tear off your head and uh, it might not even touch that boner in your hand. You just don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, Am I being overly jealous? The guy I'm dating wants to spend time with someone I don't trust. Ooh. Now, I want to just point out really quick... I don't think she intended it, but when she says overly instead of overly jealous, I should say, I think there's an appropriate baseline jealousy that's healthy, that everybody kind of feels, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't feel good.
1: The but, right amount of jealousy.
0: Yeah. You know, everybody has seen gremlins, right? Right. Right? I hope so. You I mean, know. yeah. I, you know, you don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't There's get the it wet.
1: The, all different sorts of rules. Really old Chinese guy gives you in Chinatown. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: And you bring it home to your, your son for Christmas. Anyway, uh, trigger warning. I don't know if it's a trigger warning, just a spoiler alert um, to all our uh, listeners out there. In the first Gremlins movie, <laughs> They ruin the myth of Santa Claus. Do they? Yes. They ruin the myth of Santa Claus I, in their first Gremlins. Movie.
1: I really hope none of our listeners still believe in Santa Claus. No, 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 at- no.
0: I, if, they, if they have kids, though, Dana, I was. I
1: really hope none of our listeners are listening to this with their children around because that's
0: not a good idea. I thought it was a really great idea um, to show some of uh, younger, I think, two second or third grade students Gremlins, okay? And there's a scene. <laughs> Where I ruin you do? Where I? I ruined Santa Claus for an entire class. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah, yeah, I did. God.
0: I mean, I don't know if it really stuck. It's kind of a heady movie, actually. The whole scene's about her father getting stuck in the chimney and dying from asphyxiation. So there I mean, is he,
1: he tried to actually, like, Be do Santa. what's, like, but not just dress up, like, yeah. go down the chimney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this movie since I was... Oh, God,
0: 12, maybe? But back to the jealousy po- point, we all have yeah. a little gremlin or a gizmo. I think it's more, what do you call those? A muckwa, right? We all have a little jealousy. What? We all, Dana, listen.
1: What's a muckwa?
0: Muckwa for- is the little Furby-esque um, gizmo. The, the, before you It's feed not called it. a gremlin? No, I think the gremlins are the things that, that the, the baddies and the, the monsters that, that come from the muckwa. You know how
1: the, You've seen way too much of the
0: these this Are you of kidding
1: movies.
0: me, dude? Okay. Oh the at gmail.com. All right. So <sighs> if you guys remember Furby's, it's like this little little uh little uh creature and he's cute and but big responsibility because yeah. you can't feed it after midnight. Yeah, and there's
1: some other rules too.
0: You can't get it wet. Yeah. And also you can't get it in the sun because that's what kills it. Yeah. So <laughs> very labor-intensive pet, obviously. But that's kind of what jealousy is like. Like, everybody kind of has a little mugwa. Okay. And if you take care of it, you can, you know, show it to your partner. And like, oh, look at my mugwa. This, vul- <laughs> this is me being vulnerable. No, it's Don't past get it midnight. Wet. <laughs> Don't get it wet. No,
1: it's not time to feed it. Draw the blinds. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's, it's no. I know, I know my mugwa or mugwa or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Really likes nice huevos rancheros, but it's eleven fifty. I don't yeah. think they're going to be ready by midnight. We
0: don't know how its digestive <laughs> so, system works.
1: Yeah, you can't feed it right now. It's just not time. Yeah.
0: There's flaws in this premise, but
1: yeah, I, I, I kind of like it though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: so I just want to say she's saying jealousy. Everybody kind of. I do actually agree with her. I think I don't know if she's trying to say this, but jealousy. Everybody does have it. It's natural. It can be. Um, it could. It could. Uh, put be the wind in your sails, uh, you could be very attracted to your partner because of the attention they get from somebody else and the, and you could redirect that a- attention to
1: yourself, right? I think everyone has those thoughts when they're you know, walking down an empty street at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, like a serial killer could get me. Yeah. Like, I just finished watching Mindhunter yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, those thoughts with most people, are easily pushed down mm-hmm. or accepted as like, oh, that's an irrational fear coming out. Mm-hmm. My mind is trying to protect me from being hurt. Mm-hmm. I think where it gets dangerous is, and you do see these people that are like, oh, I was out at four in the morning and I saw a van that was yeah. parked and then it drove away. I wonder if somebody was being murdered. Right. I've seen these posts. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's the same thing with jealousy. Yeah if you if you feed like, if you
0: feed the mugwa or get the mugwa wet <laughs> usually a progression if, is you get the mugwa wet and then there's a bunch of little mugwas for which is this awesome metaphor,
1: like if, if, honestly if, if you, more
0: responsibility but a lot more jealous monsters if you feed it yes.
1: if you feed these crazy thoughts yeah. you know you indulge them right. and you don't just acknowledge them for being irrational right. it just grows into a larger mugwa or A gremlin, or
0: what's that Beowulf monster? Like one of those things that just tears you up.
1: I keep wanting to say a Steppenwolf, but I don't think that's it. Um, Yeah, you guys get the idea. Let's just call it Beowulf. (laughs) You know? Um,
0: So, but in Beowulf, there's that monster that just tears people limb to limb, right? And you don't want that uh, loose in your house, pulling off your boners and fucking your woman. I don't know what. But
1: But it is irrational. Yeah. Like, I think everyone knows that it's irrational.
0: I mean, it could be, it could. Be, uh, you know, it could come to fruition. You know, it could manifest in yeah. the world. A
1: serial killer could pick you up at yeah. four in the morning when you're walking home. Mm-hmm. And that's why these thoughts are always. Um,
0: hey, could you just help me with this real quick? Oh, God. Could you just Could you just help me real quick? I, oh, thanks so much. Yes, uh, she uh, uh, was
1: uh. an American girl. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what horses? <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. yeah, that sounds
1: the lambs, guys. Anyway, there's probably a much. Um, larger percentage of a chance with this, uh, with somebody cheating on you, et cetera, than with a. Someone
0: uh, picking you up the street.
1: Yeah, serial killer than Buffalo Bill. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Buffalo <laughs> Bill. Putting you in a pit and uh, yeah. asking you to put lotion on your skin so you mm-hmm. can make a dress out of your skin. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, I think the same kind of idea applies. Um, yeah.
0: So the guy that she's dating wants to spend some um, time with someone that she doesn't trust, okay? Right. So here we go. The guy I'm dating wants to meet up with a woman he met in Peru. The background story is he went to Peru last year for an oh boy. Ayahuasca retreat. Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca.
1: Ayahuasca. Thank you, Dana. And what's that? Is that like that drug? That's a yeah, that's a quite a powerful hallucinogen. Okay.
0: For an ayahuasca trip retreat? Yeah, okay. I think
1: it's DMT. Um, oh, I see. Sounds fun. Yeah, you you yeah, it's like I've for good things. There's a whole like ceremony. There's yeah. it's there's some uh uh tribal religions right. based it's, on it.
0: It's been about eight years since I've listened to Custy Joe Rogan, thing. but I think I remember, <laughs> <laughs> remember some of this. Ooh.
1: Oh, wow, that was some
0: I'm not coming af- shade. I'm, I'm not, loved I'm not it. coming loved after it. Joe Rogan bros. Oh
1: I loved but, it. Oh that was perfect. Yeah. If
0: any of you wanna fight, <laughs> if any of you fuckers wanna fight. That, I'm sure you'll put me in a headlock pretty that, quickly. <laughs> that pleased me, I
1: have to say.
0: Okay, so an ayahuasca retreat with his best friend. Okay. When I first hung out with him and his best friend, the friend told me about how the woman filming the retreat was getting really close to quote unquote Adam. That's the guy that she's going to call him Adam. Yeah. That's what the guy I'm seeing. Now, just real quick, what kind of best friend is this? <laughs> Not a very good best friend.
1: Yeah, especially like, it sounds like uh, the quote-unquote best friend is trying to quote-unquote get close with quote-unquote you, girl. That's what can I'm going to say. Can we call the best friend Cain? we?
0: Ooh, I like that. Can we call the best friend Kane? Yeah. Because when they get back, this guy says, yo, Adam was getting really close to this girl that was filming this ayahuasca trip.
1: Yeah, just so you should know. Wow. I, I just think you should know this.
0: Dan and I Nothing run into was this. done wrong. <laughs> sometimes, or sometimes episodes don't really come out, but Dan and I run into this all the time, right? And uh, there's somebody that 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 comes into the fray, right? Jumps into the, the fight, I guess, or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. And uh, jump into the octagon.
0: <laughs> this, I mean, this guy's <laughs> literally like looking at the octagon, right? This guy's literally looking at his watch, like it's 1201, and shoving food
1: into the mugwa's mouth, right? He, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's got a super soaker pumped, ready to go. Right at eleven fifty nine, he's gonna waterboard this buckwater. <laughs> <look at> <laughs> I don't. I don't see any. Uh, what's the
0: big deal, really? Like, what's gonna happen?
1: I mean, I mean like, yeah. what does that even mean? Lots of stuff
0: happens, Dan. Yeah, everyone should Gremlin and Gremlins. By the way, uh, is that the second that's one? That's a sequel. I yeah, love yeah,
1: when I they just make a sequel by adding an S. Yeah, yeah it happened great. with Alien and Aliens too. I love it too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's that's why Transformer is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it Transformer. It's just one Transformer. Yeah. Anyway, or, <laughs> or they should have called the first one Many a Transformer and you know, the second one Transformers. Now that I'm thinking <laughs>
0: about Dana, I think I'm wrong. I don't think that the first Grimlin is called Grimlin. I think it's just Gremlins.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I yeah. think you're wrong too. But I love it when they do that with yeah. sequel. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So anyway. So when I first hung out with him and his best friend, he told me, told about Adam, right? So her and Adam got along really well. And since she was at the retreat with her fiance, uh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: He only saw her as a friend. Although he treated her like a friend, she was very flirty and was sending pictures of herself to him, even though she was engaged to a man she was with for years. Now, this is where all of America, like, Puts their hands like uh, Macaulay Culkin on their cheeks and they go, Oh my God, she's sending pictures and she's engaged to a man for many years.
1: I am outraged. I am with you, girl. All men are dogs. And you know, those Peruvian girls, they're, have you seen the way they move their hips? I got
0: a feeling this (laughs) treat is run by white people. Just saying. saying. That's the vibe I got with Dreads. Just saying.
1: Dude, you have to, have you seen people dance the tango? Okay. It's very sexual. The hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Um, unless they're trying to move on your boyfriend, I think. Yo, dance that's, with your boyfriend. I think she's worried the hips are not lying. Yeah.
0: We don't know if this girl is from South America or not, or Peru, Peruvian or not, but um, she does seem pretty with She's filming an ayahuasca trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just impressed that she's even engaged to be married. That's, I mean, that's kind of something that, that seems a little bit out there. And who knows how <laughs> lax that marriage uh, uh, engagement
1: is? And yeah, there's drugs involved. There's, there's hips. There's yeah. all sorts of scary things. So I'm, I'm take, terrified.
0: I'm taking my hands down from my cheeks. I was doing my, uh, you know, I wasn't, but let's just say I was. You, you were. I saw yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners,
1: uh, you can't see, but I saw. He did. Do yeah, is a Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin yeah, impression. Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna stop being outraged. I'm gonna I'm gonna let give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Give uh, uh the Peruvian uh film filmmaker the benefit of the doubt here. All yeah. right, so so they got along really well since the retreat, um, and only saw her as a friend. Uh, although he treated her like a friend, she was very flirty and sent all these pictures. Um if they I think if they were more risque or um uh, naked pictures, obviously, I think we'd hear about it, so I think maybe she's just keeping him apprised of what she's doing. You know, no, no big deal, so yeah. far, I don't think. Anyway, uh, again, that muck was just running around, bumping into walls, but we'll oh see. Yeah. Fast forward to now, him and I are traveling and happen to be in her area. Out of the blue, after not chatting for months, she happened to reach out to him, which he proceeded to let her know that he was nearby, that we were nearby. Right. <coughs> Which sounds like uh, a free Airbnb, and you know, with the locals, she does sound Peruvian at this point. Um, And yeah, sounds great. She's no longer. Oh, okay, here this this, Uh is a a little drippy drip, a little drippy drop coming from the ceiling. Oh no, a little crack. Here we go. A little drip from the ceiling. Yeah, yep. I think we might have to tell our listeners that you might have to go check out just the basic reproductive cycle of Mugwa's and Grimblins before they listen to this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, fine. Yeah.
0: So anyway, a little drippy drip right here. Migos. She is no longer engaged to this man. She's a big celebrity film person and the guy I'm dating thinks it's cool and to be connected
1: with someone like that. Of course. Well, he should, you know.
0: What should he do, Dana?
1: He should not think it's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he should think it's... it's a a Lame. Th- lame. It's <laughs> He the- should
1: be trying to comfort her by saying she's yeah. ugly. Mm-hmm. Being a, a cool, successful filmmaker is the lamest thing I've ever heard. It would be really cool right. if, if she was a di- dental hygienist like you. Yeah. All sorts of things. Yeah, just
0: shove gizmo into a file cabinet somewhere and yeah. put a lock on it and don't worry about it, you know? Anyway, yeah. so although he treated her like a friend, she was very flirty, a lot of idea already read that, Dana, and she no longer is engaged to engage the sky. She's a big celebrity, right? And they're now making plans to hang out next week, and he says he plans to mention it the day of and that I'll be coming too, okay? Nothing to worry about so far. Right. It's good that he plans to include me at some point, but I really don't want to hang out with her, and I really don't feel she's someone to be trusted from what I've heard. Now, what has she heard? Nothing. Just from that one really bad friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who seems to be angling, if you ask me. But Yeah,
0: who was flirting with him. Um, and flirting, I mean, so Rorschach test. I mean, yeah. what, what does that mean? What, so, no one's ever uh, made a pass at you or made you feel good about yourself and might well, have been a friend. And
1: if that's and, happened, she's, yeah. she's what has she stood done? up straight in the air and screamed at the top of her lungs, I have a boyfriend, and exited the premises yeah. immediately. Right. That's right. what you're supposed to have it. Don't you do that when, when you're dating somebody and somebody makes a pass at you? That's what I do. You scream, I'm partnered. I am coupled. <laughs> and you you run in the opposite direction mm-hmm. and until you can't run anymore.
0: Actually, take out your phone first. And you, you you flip the uh, view around and then you you broadcast this yeah. live. Yeah. Ah, this poor this poor guy. Yeah. This poor hypothetical guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's never good to hear
0: that that drop of the boyfriend, but you can do it tactfully, you know. It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, I. I wish the story was more about this very bad best friend, by the way. Yeah. Uh, So they are now making plans to hang out next week. I'm there, right? I keep reading things that I've already read. It's good that uh, that he plans to include me at some point, but I really don't want to hang out with her, and I really don't feel like she's someone to be trusted. Am I being silly? Or would someone else feel uncomfortable in this situation? Those are two different questions. Dana, do we want to answer them really quick? We still have some more, just so you're aware. (laughs) Is she being silly? Yes yes she's being silly, obviously, and another question is, or would someone else feel uncomfortable in the situation i mean someone else yeah uh, people feel I mean,
1: people I, people that's... feel
0: uncomfortable all the time by being uh overshadowed <laughs> and and outmatched by friends and and potential um cheating partners or any
1: any reason i mean
0: of course obviously these don't just originate from your psyche (laughs) right yeah of course i mean maybe it's more of a rhetorical question she doesn't need us to answer but what she's really saying dana is 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 this this normal?
1: normal yeah right and what she's asking is my is my boyfriend transgressing on the relationship contract that's right and by all the, you know, because there is no actual contract. They didn't go to a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, when they became quote-unquote official. Yes. So this these are just, you know, societal standards. It's like a fish that's in water, and you say, hey, fish, how's the water today? And the fish goes, what's water? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's crazy people everywhere. Yeah. So, but if you're asking if... if According to the normal rules of normal society, whether yeah. or not this boy uh, transgressed a- upon the rules, he's going on an ayahuasca <laughs> trip. <laughs> okay, N- he's inviting you to yeah. go with him. Yeah, to hang out with this girl, and you don't want to go because you don't think she's trustworthy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the dumbest decision you could make. Yeah. I mean, if you don't think she's trustworthy, or that you should probably take the invitation that's been extended to you, maybe. Right. Yeah. But instead, you just want to be butt about it, and <laughs>
0: and moreover, there are no positive outcomes by you. This is in this case expressing your jealousy and trying to be controlling and saying like re- reigning in your man. So, in the event that everybody on this on this uh, Reddit uh, relationship advice forum goes, yeah, don't take that shit. I wouldn't stand for that. He don't respect you. This yeah. kind of thing. If every if every poster says that, yeah. Now what?
1: It's also, are you going to try yeah. to
0: prohibit your your boyfriend from, from going and and getting free uh, housing or what? Not housing, but temporary housing and stay room and board in this place. Are you going to do that? Yeah. I mean, what? I, you I, gonna, I think that's definitely part of it. Outcome?
1: But I think so much. Of, what makes this especially weird in this particular post is it seems to be so much more about her, the other girl, the. Peruvian mm-hmm. uh superstar. You know, beautiful, yeah. hip shaking filmmaker. Yeah. She is so threatened by her. Yeah. And she never really talks about, oh, this boyfriend, like he's never and done she anything wrong. Also and- never really talks
0: about how she's been able to gather all this information about oh, what she looks like, say, uh, you know, what she does once once engaged, no longer engaged. Right. All this information. This happens over in the by the sound of a mini mons, right? Right. So she's doing a little bit of internet stalking herself. There's all this
1: fear. Yeah. And like, it's all about her not, you know, making the cutoff, right. you know?
0: And now the small town is covered in little green monsters, <laughs> ruining everything, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what it is, man. And she, or a mall, depending on if you want to think of her, her headspace, Gremlins number two, think of her headspace as a mall. It's actually a superior movie, by the way, Dana. <laughs> Okay. It's chaos. It's utter chaos, and it doesn't make sense, and there's no easy solutions unless you, you know, bring up the light to the yeah. situation. There we go. There's a metaphor, Dana. You, yeah, let you bring, the sun in. You let the sun. You, you shine some light on this. You let those gremlins melt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you melt those gremlins in a, in a gloopy <laughs> soup, and you figure it out. But um, I, I do think that she's being kind of haunted by her own, her own doing, right? And this is something that a lot of people go through. And this is why I did appreciate earlier, overly jealous. I think that's, a, I mean, I don't know if she intended or not, but a little bit left, Daniel. Should I continue?
1: Yeah, okay. let's do it.
0: Also, I should add that when I m- met him, he was on a date with another girl, and we made out and exchanged numbers. And we made out and exchanged numbers. That's, okay, so he's fast, he's loose. He was on a date, I met him, and we made out. So, uh, okay. whatever, he's easy, he's perceptible or impressionable to advances, which is what she's really saying. I mean, he thats the evidence. Date, That's the evidence. He okay. w- didn't have a girlfriend. I met him on dates, <laughs> and then there was no time lapse there, yeah. and we made out and exchanged numbers. I kind of doubt it happened that day, but we'll see. Yeah. I did not know until later on that they were seeing each other that night. Okay, yeah, I guess it happened that night. And for months. Ooh. And then, that's interesting. Okay, maybe she has a little, a little monster. She's got a little... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now i am going to read it again cuz there's a parenthetical right at the end there that's interesting, okay? Um I did not know until later on that they were th- these two uh, her boyfriend, present boyfriend and this date, they were seeing each other that night and for months, parenthetical, sexually. So they were having they are fucking for months. Oh,
1: right? yeah. okay.
0: Which kind of adds a little bit of a layer to it. So they were, you know, fucking for a while and he met her, okay? That just feeds if if you guys are are, are really dim out there. Really blockheaded and don't know what that means. It's just this guy's easy and he cheats. I think yeah. he has a history of cheating. That's how we met. Something like this.
1: In her mind. In her mind. I think that's. I think she's avoiding. If if, if that's what actually happened, mm-hmm. I think there's an easier way to say it. She had a girl. He had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he cheated on her with me. But that's not what happened. Yeah.
0: He says that he had plans on having a conversation with this girl on this date, and he wants to keep her in his life. And that he appreciates their friendship, but for the meantime, fuck her. Now, I didn't say the last part, but <laughs> <laughs> whenever he's going to get around to having this very compact and, uh, as Esther Perel, one of our favorite heroes here in glibcast a uh, couple therapist says, a uh, separation ceremony of sorts, okay, where right. you you have this very compact and uh, adult conversation with why things didn't work out, and people can have less trauma and less heartbreak and that yes, breakup.
1: Like a funeral. And he might do that, who knows?
0: We'll see how it goes. Anyway, he says like Ariana's Peruvian. I kind of doubt he's even thinking about the last person he you know, destroyed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been months and he hasn't had that talk with her, this past girlfriend. I feel bad because I know it feel, how it feels now. She didn't say now, but I'll put it there. How it feels now to be in her position. I've also made it clear with, with him that if they are to remain friends after this talk, I still wouldn't feel comfortable with them hanging out alone since she's told them she's in love with him. So
1: That's kind of an important detail. Yeah.
0: Wow. There's a lot going on. So I feel guilty about stealing this person because I'm in the same situation. But in the event that he has a separation ceremony of sorts with her and is responsible, mature, and gives that information, they can't remain friends because that would make me uncomfortable because she loves him, essentially. So lately, he's been feeling overwhelmed with me being bothered by his friendships with so many girls, but it only really gets to me that they have either slept with him it only gets to me in the event that they slept with him, adding some words here, or have confessed that they had deeper feelings for him, or both. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, Dana. Yeah? We've run into a little hiccup, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. It's quite a hiccup,
0: man. Here at Gloricast Industries, I uh, I took the full brunt of Dana's uh, chagrin and his anger, and uh, it's quite a brunt, by the way. Yeah, it really is. It's thick. It's, it's quite the chode <laughs> of anger, I think.
1: Chowd. Don't well, tell I, people.
0: I, whatever. Okay, um, anyway, and. Uh, you know, I failed you, Dana. It's okay. And I've... Let I've, it out. I've... <laughs> I've uh, you know, I, I'm working in the Department of Quality Assurance. Uh, and I forgot to take a screenshot of this anonymous internet stranger's post. And Dana and I, we took a, a quick break. You know, we, we were just topping off our drinks, slapping each other's behinds, giving each other attaboys. Oh, it's going so great. It's going <laughs> so great. So pleased with ourselves. And we came back down, and my iPad was on a lock screen, and I opened it up, and our overly jealous, self-described, I should say, Internet stranger deleted her post, and we lost it to the Internet. There were a few paragraphs left, We have no idea if they ever transversed, transcended, ascended to the tippy top of these Peruvian mountaintops. No idea. No clue. We do know some things. Dana, do you want to talk about what what you and I talked about a second ago? What we learned?
1: Yeah. There's
0: um, a comment section. (laughs) This is ridiculous. There's There's a comment section. And uh, we still can see her comment, our uh, anonymous stranger deleted her post, a response to some other anonymous stranger who was commenting on her post. And uh, what did she say, Dana?
1: She said that her and her ayahuasca-tripping boyfriend... Adam, yes. Adam, yes, is not really a boyfriend at all. And uh, they're not official. They haven't made it official. Ooh. Which really stuck in Dana's craw. It did.
0: And my craw as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's a craw, first of all? I don't know. I feel it's like something really, it's, it's in your teeth, you know? It's like you can't get it out. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. So this is us telling you how it is. <laughs> and, I, and, I, I, and this really is a title shift for me, anyway, I think. Um, Apparently making something official official or exclusive, a relationship official and exclusive, is to say, you're mine. <laughs> yes. You're my possession.
1: And I'm your possession.
0: Yes. But she does not possess this man whatsoever. And it's very strange that she is having this, this, this uh, trepidation that she says, Perturbed as she is, we would love to continue this this very um, storied story. It's there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of players, uh, a lot of a huge cast of people. Okay, mm-hmm. so she's already giving us Adam. We're just going to forget Cain.
1: Cain, yeah, he's an
0: awful best friend. If he's
1: in there, I don't know where he is. So
0: not interested in him. Mark of Cain, you're exiled, motherfucker. Yeah, get out of this garden. All right, so <laughs> he's gone. We're going to forget about Kane. There's (laughs) still Adam, right? Our uh, notorious playboy, Adam.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ayahuasca tripping Adam. And we're just going to call our poster Eve, because that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So we have Eve. We have uh, dejected, rejected, rebound date girl. I say rebound only because she's still vying for his love. Apparently. Apparently. We're going to call her Rebecca. Rebecca. I sent there like a Rebecca, like in the Old Testament.
1: I, there is a Rebecca in yeah, the Old Testament. She could be a
0: harlot. She could be very uh, uh, accommodating of her, of her, of her husband, her polygamous husband. Yeah, in the I, desert.
1: I, I don't really remember.
0: We're going I call rejected, dejected, date girl? Rebecca.
1: Rebecca. Okay. I think Rebecca works.
0: I can see it. And our uh, Peruvian girl whose hips don't lie,
1: Shakira. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: so she's Shakira. Okay. To, to narrow down some things.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Based on the revelation, yes. also biblical, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that they're not official is that I really don't like Adam, and I think he's uh, going to piss off God and become aware of his nakedness um there's a type of guy that i'm very much aware of who they're not polyamorous Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. although they might kind of fall under that guise um what they do is they kind of they they will date people kind of in a serial monogamous way Mm -hmm but without ever committing to anyone. Mm -hmm. And part of it is just because they they must have this idea of themselves as an unattached person.
0: Untethered from this material
1: plane. However, the way it works in real life, in my experience, they, you know, find some story that, you know, kind of massages their ego in a way that they enjoy. And then they find another girl. And Mm -hmm. there's... Uh, kind of a nice a parachute of dishonesty and then there's a new girl that's being treated like a girlfriend oh yeah but is also you know they're not committed they're not official we
0: can sit here and we can beat her up all day long about like okay you're a hypocrite now you feel guilty about stowing away I think we really have to go back to the fact that, like, let's let's imagine the situation where the first time they ever meet, she says anyway. Right. The first time they ever meet, uh, he was on date date, or not a date date, but he's basically seeing this girl for many many months, and apparently this girl is still in love with him. And whether they're bumping each other on their way to the bathroom, they make a connection of sorts. They start talking and they start making out that very night. Now, for a guy to be like that, I mean, we we were we really uh, training in and fixating on her. We had our sights on her. Right, like this is this is kind of all silly, and especially so now. It can be it's easy, right? We can kick her while she's down, uh, uh, compounding and piling on, if you will. Um, About her just being uh silly like how how can you be to uh, take the umbrage and the how can you be offended
1: by this if you did this okay right you created this situation right. you were at least part of the situation right right but what kind of guy does this right and that's what you're weird saying part to me yeah right even Kane, who we've exiled removed from our yeah. <laughs> story yeah, yeah. but Him telling her about this is even more interesting because he's his friend. Best friend, David. Best friend, apparently. This guy lives as a serial monogamous. Right. But he does not want to be, quote unquote, tied down, Mm -hmm. which means something very different to somebody like a friend of mine who's polyamorous, who Mm. is very open, an ethical polyamorous person, who, when you're doing what Adam is doing, where you're um, dating women that want to date you, but you're not dating them, mm-hmm. um, that you treat each other like significant others, uh, this doesn't exist. Right. However, there's always a back door because there's no agreements on anything, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen this, and the, the the conversation always ends like this. It's always ends with, well... I don't want to cheat with on you because I love you so much. So that shouldn't be a concern for you. Why do we have to be like everyone else? Why does it and, have to be definitions? Yeah. Why do we have to throw definitions? Parameters. Us? I don't want to be put in a box. Yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of argument that that I would have against getting married. Yeah. Except for <laughs> it's so I think minuscule.
0: I think that's what what makes Adam a little difficult for me um, to really lambast and uh, pillar. Uh, as a As a person, because I think he 's afforded himself this parachute or this exit plan yeah. where I mean it doesn 't seem that serious, and she yeah. can express her concerns to online internet strangers, and she could read herself into uh, Rebecca, I believe we called her or this rejected date person 's life, and I hope this doesn 't happen to me. She can do all that stuff, but I mean, for me, I think that the only thing about Adam that's, uh, this is, you know, her main character here, ayahuasca smoking, is that how you do ayahuasca? I don't know. Uh,
1: it Depends on what it comes in, but.
0: You know yeah. what though? I mean, he's untethered from this plane, this reality, <laughs> but I also think that he gets his mug, wa- mug was wet. And if we know anything, and I, apparently the last time you saw this movie, Dana, is yeah. you were 12 years old. Yeah. But I think I said earlier, and I was mistaken. I was mistaken. I don't know how you say that word.
1: It's but, mistaken. And whatever, yeah. either
0: way. Maybe I was mistaken. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So when you get your mug well wet, and a mug is just a furry little cute gerbil-esque furby type thing, if you guys don't know. Right. Google gizmo. Um, when you get your mug well wet, well, gizmo pure of heart lovely little guy little uh i don't even no you know what about little mugwa little, no bad apparently intentions. that's what it is so yeah. you got your mugwa okay but when you this is usually the progression of things as far as the you know gremlins lore goes you get your mugwa wet first always in both movies and then gizmo's like ah! he starts freaking the fuck out and then little uh, upwards eight. I don't know the science on this Dana, but eight to twelve <laughs> mugwas shoot out of Gizmo. Science, okay. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. there's science to this. And they fucking like like flubber. They bounce all over the fucking room. And then you have a bunch of little uh, mutt, you know, Gizmos and or mugwas. and you're taking care of. This mugwa and this mugwa's got a very like, very confrontational adversarial personality, and this mugwa's goofy and wild as fuck, and his eyes roll around in its head, and this mugwa's a scientist, and like they all they okay. all different personalities, different parts of the original mugwa gizmo. So I imagine Adam, it's not jealousy. This is his mugwa. It's anxiety. It's depression. It's fear of abandonment. It's fear of not being loved. There's different Mugwas, and he's got all of his Mugwas. And imagine somebody that's walking dogs, right? A dog, ca- a dog catcher or a dog trainer, right? Many different leashes for all of his Mugwas. Yeah, okay? just
1: I think dog walkers. He's yeah. troubled.
0: <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's overstressed, right? Okay. But he's got multi, multiple leashes, and he's got his Mugwas under control. He's, he's sure not to feed any of his Mugwas after midnight. He's got them trained, but he's very pained. I think, ultimately. But we don't really see that from her characterization because I think she's just attending to every need of his. I've been reading a lot of uh, stuff on like abusive relationship forums and uh, oftentimes, at least in this community, which is this really fucking heartbreaking stories um, that aren't funny and I don't want to do. <laughs> uh, but they, okay. they do help me flesh out some ideas about... This, this kind of thing, and just, you know, you know this is uh, better than anybody, but I'm really interested in, you know, domestic abuse and high-control intimate partner violence relationships. Obviously, in this case, she's not being abused. I just want to put that out there right now, but I have this, uh, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but there's this uh, therapist who she specializes, um, Frances shopek who specializes in the dynamics between uh, basically, narcissists and their admirers, <laughs> their partners, right, uh, who feel neglected, unloved. But I think the way that she puts it is that oftentimes the uh, pursuers versus the distancers are the the fixers versus the, you know the broken. Yeah. Right. So. <clears throat> Everybody check out com. Amazing. Uh, I, I don't think you could check out any of her books, but she does have some good stuff online. Um, but uh, she, what she lays out, what Francis Schopic lays out, is the difference between uh, relational versus transactional relationships. And very simply put, my words here, the relational person in the relationship, in this case, Eve, right, is this relationship above all else. At all cost, I'm going to make this relationship work. Okay? And then we have the transactional person, in this case, Adam. Me above all else. Anything I want to do, I'm doing it. Right? So the picture of the split, this difference between the both, and we only have her characterization, right? Right. Do we know anything about her?
1: Not really. Not.
0: And we know very... Little surface level, superficial ideas about him. Yeah. Right. And so back to Showpick real quick. Uh, it's just fucking beautiful, she said, that a relational person, this is the uh, basically somebody that's being abused by someone that's narcissistic, right? Mm-hmm. The relational person is not the subject of their own sentence.
1: Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Right.
0: And what I've heard this entire thing is how great this guy is right? And elevation, adoration, adulation, how you want to say it, praising on her knees. But what are you about? And what is he really about? Doesn't that seem kind of empty and vapid to you? Again, yeah. you know, like she's not the subject of her own sentences. She's being like objectified. She's being used.
1: I think he needs somebody there to support him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is why I mentioned narcissistic you know, relationships, I think. It's, it's, she's a supply to his narcissism.
1: I'm still going to be present with you. Anytime I'm near you, I'm going to be present with you. Right. And then he'll stick around and live in in your house for six months.
0: Right. I do think that he's very ambiguous and uh, indifferent about the outcome of this thing. When it comes to this relational versus transactional and not being the subject of your own sentence, What's happening in these situations is a lot, a lot for the people that are being the admirers of these, these beautiful people, these gorgeous, handsome, you know, superstars who are getting filmed doing ayahuasca trips, right? right. These admirers, these hold up real quick, like these very secondary characters, they're yeah. putting their needs, their their needs and wants in their relationship. In her case, right? We've heard, yeah. Hey, I'm jealous. Okay, I'm not so sure about this. Where do we stand? That's basically kind of what we got, right? But what she's doing, she deleted her fucking post, Dana. Right? Yeah. Her needs are displaced and diffused. They they dissolve into the wind, into the ethereal plane, and we never hear of them again. Because it is only by being uh, complimentary and accommodating to this beautiful man that she is, yeah, understood.
1: See, to me, what I see really is like somebody who has crafted a situation where he benefits from being that person, getting ad- ad- admiration from being the, um, the freest of spirits, mm-hmm. but also gets to define his love at the time mm-hmm. as being deeper than a, than a label. Right. Right. And then immediately gets to defy it because there was no label. Right.
0: And he has a succession of monogamous devotees. Right. Yeah. Basically a, a, a bunch of, you know, cult members. <laughs> I, I really do feel like I, I, I feel, feel like this guy is I, I very kind of handsome, funny. very charismatic. Yeah. And uh, he's just begging women, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Without any strings attached. So this guy's got it great, yeah. He's at the center of the universe. He is our sun, heliocentric universe, Dana. I think that's a word that applies to...
1: It is, yeah. yeah.
0: He's at the center of the universe and his light shines everywhere. Hopefully people are looking, hopefully with protection on, sunglasses on. But everybody feels his warmth, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least he, he hopes they do. They keep his fuel core going, right? And uh, the closer you are to his warmth, the better you feel if you're going to be groomed to be a victim of his narcissism and his his gravitas and his movement. Mars girl, let's just say Rebecca, rejected date girl, she's in Mars, a cold, <laughs> like... Rusty list, planet. A rusty <laughs> planet. You know, nothing's really working, just a fucking desert, and she's still trying to... Feel that warmth, right? And then we have Eve, our poster here, who feels like, you know, a healthy warmth from her quote unquote, but not really unofficial boyfriend. And it sustains life for a bit. But I think like it's a very indirect residual glow. There's nothing, there's something hollow about this person's affection, right? Mm -hmm. Just through the cosmos. Drifting through the cosmos. And maybe you feel really good being Mercury or Venus, right? Or an asteroid that just goes into his shiny belt. But there's something really vapid
1: about basking in his glow and his glory. I think that our our Eve needs to take some charge of this and... Realize that she's not just a planetary body that (laughs) rotates around this person. Yeah. And she has some fucking agency. To break out of this cycle of,
0: I don't want to say abuse in this case, but definitely break out of that that gravitational pull of somebody that has given you no reason to feel jealous?
1: Just demand that you, you, you get a closer spot or fucking leave. I don't know. Yeah. It's that fucking easy, I think. Yeah. You know, this isn't the laws of physics at work. here. These are things that he's chosen.
0: Yeah. So shove your mugwa right in his face yeah. and go, in the cute? Yeah. Pet him. <laughs> Pet my mugwa. <laughs> I don't- Stroke his little head and his big ears. Yeah. And
1: accept my mugwa or fucking get Move on. I think you have to decide whether or not in your own mind you think that the pull of the sun's orbit right. is really <laughs> going to be a law of physics for you. Is it going to be a law of not only... His universe, the overall universe around us, Mm -hmm. but is it going to be a lot of your universe? It's going to suck
0: you up, swallow you up, dwarf you. Are you going to be pulled into this
1: gravity? Are you going to start orbiting him, or you are you going to decide? Okay, well, what we need to do Mm -hmm. is we need to agree on our relationship because that's kind of what's missing here. He's uh, shirking the
0: responsibility of unambiguousness let's just say he is ambiguous by default and he is going to flow whichever way the uh wind and or water flows the currents flow and this is irksome to you this is eve in this case yeah because he's a fixer-upper you want to flop that house (laughs) but it's full of (laughs) mugwas Yeah, but it's it's full full of Mugwa's Mugwa's for everyone, it sounds like. With ambient Joe Rogan, the experience, like, uh, (laughs) pumped. And those Mugwa's, I don't know, man. Got to watch out for those Mugwa's. You don't even know what they're listening to. And, okay, I haven't been on an ayahuasca trip, and I haven't been in the octagon, Dana. You haven't? No, no. I haven't been in the octagon. Yeah. But I've had a Mugwa or two. Mm Mm-hmm and we pal around we go out at night you know without the moonlight I should say I feel like there's indirect sunlight that could be damaging to my magua in the moonlight well
1: you know yeah I bought it a nice raincoat a cloudy night
0: a tideless night (laughs) (laughs) okay and I take my magua out and if you want to see my magua I'll let you see my magua I'll let you pet my magua and my magua and me or my magua and I (laughs) We have a couple of drinks, you know, we keep it sensible, you know? Yeah. Maybe a cigarette or two, depending. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why the fuck not?
0: Hit off a wani. Yeah. No ayahuasca trips.
1: No ayahuasca trips. I like
0: to be tethered to this universe with my mugwa.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> you have a great relationship with your mugwa, right. man. Do you have a little mugwa running around? No. You don't have a mugwa anymore? No. Sometimes, though, its memory does intrude upon what I'm trying to do. It makes me doubt myself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what can you do? What you need to do.
0: What you need to do
1: is you need to make sure that the people you trust the most, the people you love the most, are on your side.
0: Right. Unambiguously so.
1: Right. Which is why one of the reasons I like Matt so much, he he doesn't trigger any mugwa thoughts in my brain. (laughs)
0: i know how to take care of a fucking mugwa that's for sure
1: yeah matt could breed him he's not going to don't worry (laughs) listeners don't worry he's not going to right but he knows how to because he cares so much about them i really
0: do care about not triggering a mugwa
1: this really got way too far away from us this metaphor but it's okay the point remains the same don't wet your mugwas don't wet your mugwas and mind the time mind the time
0: is the end. Hey, you guys made it. All right. Thanks
1: for choosing Glipcast.
0: That was real nice of them,
1: Dana. Don't you think so? Yeah, I mean, it was very nice. Just let's keep the excitement down. We don't want them to be too excited and raise I'm our expectations. I'm excited. I'm excited. Come on.
0: Yeah, okay. huh? I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Email us at theglipcast at gmail.com. We want our relationship with you, our audience, our beloved listener, to be a courtship of sorts, an interplay, a back and forth. Send us your feedback, settle our arguments and disputes, answer our polls, and tell us how amazing we are. Oh, and send us your hate mail, too.
1: God, Dana, I can't wait for that hate mail. I know, I'm really excited. It's going to be so awesome. Also, if you have some relationship problems
0: of your own and need some advice, we hope you will share your stories. No promises, but with your permission, with a name change or two, Din and I just might read them on Clipcast. Just don't forget. Oh, and Dana wants you to send him your nudes. Yes, I do. He made me say that.
1: And yes, I did.
0: Again, that's theglibcast at gmail.com You need the, the, before the glipcast part Our Twitter handle is at glipcast Again, that's at glipcast Rate us five stars on Apple Podcast Reviews Your ratings and reviews will help glipcast rise to its proper place in the podcast power rankings It takes ten seconds Tap the purple icon, rate us, write whatever you want A little does go a long way Thanks again We hope you've enjoyed listening to our show as much as we've enjoyed making it. And remember, spay and neuter your pets, drink more water, dream big, hide your children. And if you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll the punches. Until we meet again, internet friends.